This is The Jesus Show. Not that one. Okay, I really don't know what I'm doing, but Jesse wanted me to intro his show. And I want to talk like in a normal voice, but he's putting the baby down right now, and I'm nervous. <laughs> so, also, the only chair that we have, because we don't have like a, we don't have a rocking chair in the baby's room, so the only chair we have is the studio chair. <laughs> So right now I'm just sitting on the edge of my couch arm thing. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but you know what? I want baby's comfort, Jesse to be comfortable putting him down. So whatever. Okay, so I'm here to intro a very special person into the show. And I feel like I'm going to mess it up. So if there's a few cuts here, that's why. <laughs> Because when you mess up someone's special to you, like, it's like, hey, man, like, what the hell? <laughs> okay. So we've got, you ready for it? I don't know if you're ready. Are you ready? Okay. We've got three time, do you know where I'm going? <laughs> three time MLS Cup champion three-time Supporter Shield champion, and a U.S. Open Cup winner. I also think I just learned that he is also the only one that has come back to the LA Galaxy to sign a one-day contract to retire with them. Yes, you heard it right. I'm talking about AJ De La Garza. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show and welcome once again to the show, AJ De La Garza. Hey, AJ, how you doing? What's going on, man? How uh, How's life treating you now that you're uh, retired? Uh, it's It's been uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, but I hear this is a, a special uh, episode for you. So Very yeah. special episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here. So episode 69 and i nice. want to bestow that honor to you <laughs> so thank nice. you thank you for thank you for being on yeah um what's what's one of the things that you've noticed that is different now that you're not playing Man. is there anything yeah this that i need to get out of the house more <laughs> uh, obviously i, I haven't had a full-time job or anything but um and this i to be honest I, I felt like i was going to miss the game once preseason started and i saw guys posting photos or back on the field kicking the balls around whatever it was but i don't miss it at all and no yeah i couldn't be happier with the decision I, that i made that's good man i feel like i think that's that's a good sign right yeah, I think it's a, a good sign that I got out when I was ready and uh, I felt like it was my time to get out and you know, I'm happy with the decision I made and ready for the future. What was it? Was it a certain moment or thing that led you to like, oh, I think I'm going to step away from it now? There was a lot of things last year that yeah. led up to it. The first was uh, the first game I played last year with 
it was a snowstorm slash ice storm. And I was like, you know what? I, I didn't sign up for this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I checked out. It was yeah. the second game of the season. Okay. Uh, no, nah, I didn't check out, but I was like, man, I'm. This is way too cold. I'm done playing here. Like, yeah. It. Um. But it was just a, a bunch of things. Uh, I just didn't feel like I was getting a fair opportunity, and, um, you know, I had talked to Bruce quite a quite a few times. Uh, about wanting to get an opportunity and you know he assured that I would get my opportunity or an opportunity and uh, when those came and uh, those opportunities never actually came and yeah. uh, unless somebody was hurt or whatever it was and then uh, at that point look I'm 34 years old and I can't be playing one game every three months and you expect to get my best out of me you know it's yeah. just how it works and um you know, of course, I was never fully fit and I wasn't fully comfortable. Uh, and then when I was getting chances, it was like, here's a start. But we got nine other players too who are, are getting their first start. So it wasn't it wasn't like he was doing me a favor. He was yeah, resting yeah. players. And, uh, you know, when coaches say, well, this is your opportunity. Like, no, that's not a real opportunity. That's a that's a almost a pity opportunity. And you know, we're making changes because guys are tired and um, yeah. and we're going to change 10 guys. And we look, I remember my first year in, in New England, we when he did make nine, 10 changes, we still ended up doing really well somehow, not playing well, but we were in games and we ended up, I think we won four of the games that, that he did that in. And, uh, you know, last year was just different. I just knew it was my time to, to, to call it quit. So, yeah, I mean, as a, as a supporter, as a fan, looking from the outside in, I even I could tell that last year, you know, you guys winning the supporter shield to this year was very different because there was a lot of games that I saw that maybe last year you guys would have, you know, outscored the other team. And then this year was, or last year was, uh, was a little different. Yeah. From From my perspective, it wasn't what i wanted but and i can only imagine from your perspective it clearly is not what you wanted yeah um not yes yeah, it was real difficult i think i think we lost one of our most important players like carlos hill is carlos hill he's an mvp but i think the way that we played in 2021 in which we crossed the ball so often and expect our uh, outside backs to get forward and whip balls in um, to have a guy like Adam Bukusa in the box to bury headers. Yeah. Thank you. This feet, um, you know, he was just clinical. And uh, when you don't have a guy in there with that size and, uh, and that bite, you know, who's going to get on the end of these balls. And we just didn't have that uh, in 2022. Yeah. I remember the final game of last year. We went to go see you. <laughs> we went to the wrong stadium. Yeah. I remember calling you and I said, wait, where are you guys at? And you're like, we're not at Soldier Field. And I went, great. Yeah. Um, that was my bad too. <laughs> well, I just, well, yeah, I, I didn't think, think about it. But when I put, when you sent me the tickets on the ticket, it said Toyota Park or wherever, wow. wherever it was. And I looked at it and Ali goes, oh, where's the, where's the stadium? And I said, oh, Soldier Field. And she's like, Oh, but I think on the ticket, I go, ah, the ticket doesn't know what, what it's talking about. So that was my fault too, because um, it did tell me like, no, 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 yeah. that's stupid. Um, 
I was it was it something that that you didn't you didn't want to play that last game? Was it that you didn't get the opportunity? What there I think there was four games leading up to that where I wasn't even on the bench, and then uh, the very last game of the season. Uh, I think he traveled everyone that was healthy. And I think there were supposed to be two guys who didn't dress because I think we traveled 20 people. So only 18 or no, we traveled 22, only 20 can dress. Um, and he wanted to put me in the, on the roster to dress, but take an opportunity away from another young kid, John Bell, who, um, you know, I was trying to, almost coach and help him grow um this past two years and I said Bruce I don't I don't want to dress like I don't want I don't need another opportunity like if someone gets an opportunity let it be John Bell and you know yeah. I, I remember him um saying it in the team meeting that you know I deserve to get um a last run in possibly and and he put Brad Knight up there as well um and I went to Bruce after, well, I told JB, I was like, yo, I'm going to tell him that I want you to dress. You know, if somebody gets the opportunity, I want it to be you. Like yeah. you have a career ahead of you. You know, this is my last go. I don't, I don't need another chance. I've done everything I needed to do. Yeah. And I remember John Bell was like, no, 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 don't do that, man. He was like, like celebrate your career, whatever it is. And I was like, no, nah, bro, like I'm done. Um, Just because I hadn't dressed four games before that too. It was like, don't put me in here now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to Bruce literally in the, the team meal and I was like, Bruce, if someone gets the opportunity, uh, let it be John Bell. I was like, I, I don't want to I don't want to dress. He was like, well, just think about it. And I was like, all right. And I was like, I just thought about it. I was like, dress John Bell. And that was it. He was like, OK. Yeah. Um, um, my reasoning was because I wanted him to get another opportunity. And yeah. uh, I think he kind of deserved one as well. And um now he's gone to St. Louis. So, uh, but, you know, I remember, you know, the coaches and players being like, man, that was, that's pretty impressive of you. That's pretty cool of you to, to do that, um, to give up your spot, your last game of your career. And that was, uh, for me, uh, I'd already done everything that I needed to do. So. I don't know if I shared this with you, but going to the game, I told Ali, I said, Hey, check the lineup. And we didn't see your name starting around the bench so initially i was pissed i was like this is like i was i mean i was this is ridiculous and i was like chill 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 and then when we saw you you told us and i was like wow and one of the things that i've always admired about you is you've always been very humble very down to earth and it just reminded me the kind of person that you are because when you're like, I want, I want somebody else to like, I want somebody else to get the opportunity. I've done everything. I even texted Megan after the game and I said, Hey, uh, you got a pretty dope husband. And then, you know, I just talked to her real quick and she was like, yeah, he's, he's pretty dope. But then it also made me think about how I react to things. Cause my initial reaction was this is bullshit. But then it's like, Hey, sometimes I have to stay, take a step back and think about things a little more like you do and not just fly off the hinges because yeah. like I said, I was, I was upset, but after hearing that from you, I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, Oh dude, that's dope. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to share that with you. Um, is there now that you're not playing anymore? Is there a, a a city, a stadium that you can say it was your favorite to play and it was your least favorite? Man, obviously, going back to LA when I wasn't a Galaxy player was amazing. Just the you know the reception I would get. Um, but damn, I gave up a lot of goals when I was playing against them. It just felt <laughs> weird, man. It really did feel weird. Um, somehow goals would happen, <laughs> like, and I'd be like, "Bro, how did that?" It was, it was bad. Um, I don't know. If I remember most- the game. I remember the game uh, when you were covering Zlatan. Yeah, yeah, I posted that the other day too. That whole yeah. argument. <laughs> me and me and Jonah, uh, you gave us tickets to that game, and we were watching. And we were like, "God damn it." Each goal yes. was like fuck. PK. But that's why I was talking trash to him the whole game after and I was like, bro, I'm 140 pounds, man. And you're supposed to be a lion. And I just brought you down like that. Like yeah. we were just going at it for <laughs> so long. So uh, it was crazy. But yeah, uh, going back to LA was great. Um I think playing in RFK in front of my family for so many years in a row when I was with the Galaxy, I mean, we would we would have 200 people out there from family, friends, um, and all the above who would be in a little section for me. So, you know, that was pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, and the worst stadium, man, I don't know if anything was the worst, I guess playing in LA versus Chivas USA, (laughs) but, uh, when they had those banners all around the field, um, yeah, like but covering honestly, seats. Yeah, honestly, playing in Gillette is is pretty bad too. Um, as a having played here, you know, you we actually did draw good crowds, but you just it's so big and so far away from the field. Yeah, that doesn't really make a, a big impact um, on the game. And um, you know, I've made jokes on the sidelines before. I'd be like, "Yo, you you hear that?" And they'd be like, "What?" I was like, "That pin drop." Like it was, that's just how quiet it was. To be fair, like yeah. there's not people right behind you yelling and screaming. And uh, I mean, also, it's a it's a football stadium. Yeah, and there's no covering. There's uh, everything's just way too big. So yeah, and we what I think we ended up being like top ten in attendance, which uh, is crazy. But it just looks so empty, and it feels empty, and it sounds empty. I remember when we would go, the times that I did go. I think one time they posted the attendance was like, I don't know, let's say it was like 35,000. Yeah. But and looking it, at it. Oh, it looks bad. Yeah. It just, it did, it didn't look like it was full yeah. because again, like I said, it's a, it's a football stadium yeah. with a soccer team. So it just, and same thing, like the, the crowd, like you'd, you'd, you'd hear a roar, like when you guys would score or maybe almost score, but like nothing, nothing like LA, yeah. um, I mean, I imagine what it could be if they get a 20,000 seat stadium, you know, you'll have yeah. that supply and demand, you know, everyone's going to want to be coming to games and, um, you know, you get a little soccer specific stadium in, in downtown or wherever it is. Uh, I think it, it would do really, really well. So yeah, um, they've been talking for years and years about having that finalized. And Oh, really? Uh, I don't know how, I don't know where the talks are now, but 
I feel yeah. like every year is like, yeah, we're getting one next year. We're going to get it next year. So uh, hopefully they get one soon. Is there, is there a team in, in particular that you're going to be following this coming season or are you just ready to watch it all? Yeah, I think I'm going to follow um, a bunch of different teams. Uh, obviously, the ones that my boys are playing on, uh, Miami, Galaxy, the Revs. Um, so I'll be following those pretty closely. I already bought uh, an Apple subscription. Yeah, yeah same. I, I did that just so I can watch preseason games the other day. So, yeah, um, yeah I bought that. But you know what? me and Megan are trying to figure out where to move to next. And it was between home where our family is and, and the Maryland area, which DC United is closer there, or we've been talking about Raleigh, North Carolina for quite a while. And then just recently this week, I was like, I don't think I can go to Raleigh because there's no MLS team there. Like, and that's been my whole entire life is soccer. Yeah. Like I can't move somewhere where there's not a professional soccer team to follow. Like, in the top flight um, yeah, yeah of course mls um so i was like yo we need to think about charlotte and uh so right now we're looking to move to charlotte possibly okay um, so we'll see and i think that'll be a, a, a cool team to follow uh as well so they have a really good following yeah and that'd be great man take the, the girls to games and uh that's just how i picture living my life is around a team just because look I grew up in DC and then obviously um played for four other teams uh yeah. so it's just been a part of my life and I, I couldn't imagine not being close enough to be able to go to games yeah I definitely would have to say that we were spoiled when we lived in LA because we were so close to the stadium yeah um it was nice going to the games and then when we moved to Vegas that was weird not weird. It was just, it was different because though LA was, you know, maybe like a three hour drive, even an hour flight, it just, it just felt like out of the way to to jump on a flight or to drive just to go see a game. Like it's yeah. nice to have, you know, like you said, it's nice to have a team in the city you're in that you can watch. Like even here where we're at, we're like an hour away from the city. Kind of sucks. Cause I'm like, fuck, like to drive all the way over there, to watch the game and drive all the way back. Yeah. Too much. It just seems, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if we're gonna stay here either for the rest of our lives. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um. So you you left LA, what in two thousand seventeen? Yeah, 16. January twenty seventeen. And ever since you left, I haven't. I haven't cheered for the galaxy. Me neither. Um, <laughs> because because of 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 how how they let you go. I, mean, I don't want to get into specifics, but I was I was upset with I was I was in fight with the galaxy. Yeah. And then now that you like what what did it feel like to go back and end your career with them, signing a one day contract and ending your career as an LA Galaxy member? Yeah, I just remember we played Galaxy here in New England. Uh, I want to say around the summertime. 
or maybe a little bit later, but uh, that's when I had already come to the decision where I was like, I'm going to retire after this season. And uh, I had seen Chris Klein at the stadium, Gillette Stadium, and I was like, hey, I want to, you know, see if I can come back and sign a one-day contract at the end of the year. And he was like, yeah, we would love to do that. And uh, it's pretty crazy because I'm the first player to do that um, with the Galaxy and, you know, how much history and how many uh, big-name players have come and gone through that club, you know, to to be the first one to be able to do that, I think is – it was emotional, and uh, I just felt like that was a, a way to, one, thank the fans, because when I got traded to Houston, it was, hey, uh, you got traded, and you got to leave in about two days. So uh, there wasn't time to really thank the fans. And, um, you know, when I came back to L.A., I was was able to do that and put a little bit of a, a closure to my uh, one career and departure from L.A. Yeah, it was it was nice to see. I never, I never knew that you were the only uh, player to do that so far to to end their career. Yes, yeah, somebody told me that. Well, to go back and sign, like yeah, a yeah, one- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. When when I saw that you did that, when you told me you were doing that, um, that was we were we were excited for you. Uh, and now because of that, like I started watching their preseason games, and I'm like, oh. okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe I can cheer for them. And then also, I like that um, Memo signed with them. Yeah, and he wears number 20. I saw that. I was yeah. like, oh, Chet. Yeah, my little That's son. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then you went, for, uh, after the season, you went to, uh, what was it? Was it Vietnam with the Galaxy? Yeah, I went to Vietnam with the Galaxy and Herbalife. Just, we used to do those trips when I was playing. And... Back when my first few years, we would do those trips, but play games. Yeah. Then it got to a point where Herbalife was like, we don't want to share time uh, with these games. Like we want to travel a few guys and kind of be on our own schedule, do what we want to do, go visit all these uh, Herbalife Casas and uh, meet all the Herbalife distributors and all that. So, um, yeah, it was about a seven to nine day trip, I think. Um Man, it was crazy though. It was, I think Vietnam, I think is the third largest distributors uh, in the world. So like, oh wow, we go to these events and there would be forty thousand people in the stands, like going crazy for us, and uh, it was a good time. I remember you posting those, or I remember seeing the 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 videos you posted. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, like that place is rocking. It was crazy. Yeah. That had to be pretty cool. Did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple questions here. From my brother my brother greg wanted to ask you um he said what was it like the morning after winning your first mls cup the morning after yeah Man, i don't remember which mls cup that sounded bad it started off wrong because <laughs> there was three but like there was man there was one game where I literally took a double shot of Patron as I'm walking into the locker room. And that was the last drink I had. Like, no, I was done. Like, and I was drunk the whole night from that one shot. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, no, I'm not drinking nothing else. Like, yeah. Um, but then there was, I don't remember which MLS Cup it was, which finals it was. Um, I think it was 2011. It had to be 2011. But 
man, I was so hungover the next morning that I threw up in my lap in the car um, on my way home. And this was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I just threw up all on myself in the car. (laughs) Yeah, that was dumb. Is there, is there an MLS cup championship that you, that, that stands out out of the three? I'm gonna go back to that last question now. I wasn't drunk when I was driving home, but I was just sick and I had got to it, got it. I had to get that out. Yeah. Uh, which one stands out the most? I think 2014, just because of that whole year uh, that I had, that the club had, that other guys on the team had, a bunch of different storylines that uh, we all came together, um, like a little brotherhood that that it was. And uh, we all supported one another, lifted one another, and uh, at the end of that year, to be able to to be the MLS Cup champs, um, three out of four years was you know pretty remarkable. Yeah. Is there a game? Another question he wanted me to ask: Is there a game that you remember in your career being down and then winning and thinking like? Man, that even surprised you. Whew. That ended up winning. I would say when we knocked the Galaxy, it was the last game of the season. Oh, I, I remember they, that. All they needed was a draw. They were yes. going, they were going into that game. <clears throat> I was seeing quotes about I don't think the I was with the Dynamo then. I don't think we had even won an away game that year. Um, I think you're correct. Probably. Um, But I remember they had just beaten Minnesota in Minnesota. And then they were like, yo, can't wait to see this team in the playoffs as if they'd already beat us in the final game. Yeah. Because you guys, you guys traveled to LA. Yeah. We go to LA last game of the year. All they need is a draw. (laughs) I give up a goal, of course, again. (laughs) Uh, we go down one zero and then two zero at halftime. So they already think it's a, a wrap. And then uh, second half, it's uh, a totally different ball game, and we end up winning three to two. And uh, Galaxy don't make the playoffs, and uh, you know that's the iconic photo and images of of Zlatan was him sitting on the bench after that game, just uh, pissed and distraught and. Um, for us to come back in that game and that atmosphere with all that was on the line was um, pretty remarkable. I remember, I don't know if I ever told you, um, I got, I got tickets from you for that game. And I remember sitting in the stands watching the game, you guys go down two zero at halftime. I was just like, damn it. And I remember there was, I, I don't think he was, he was, he was somebody with the galaxy. I don't know at what capacity. But they were sitting close to us. He had his jacket on. He had come from somewhere. And he was talking to the people that I guess he gave tickets to. And I remember hearing him like, oh, this game's over. Like, we're gonna, you know, the playoffs or blah, blah, blah. And I remember being just so pissed off just hearing him. You know, and I like, I get it. He he felt very confident because you guys weren't a road team. At the yeah. time, um, but then for you guys to come back and win, I remember I was 
I was yelling. I'm jumping out of my seat. I remember looking over at him. I was like, eh, eh. Uh, yeah, like I didn't say anything to him, but I just gestured like, yeah, well, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have said something. I remember I won a PK um, that game. Alessandrini like blind Kicked you like right in the, right in the chest, chest, right? Yeah, but I was getting so much stuff from quite a few Galaxy fans. Like, why did you die? Oh, all this stuff. I was like, bro, I got a cleat mark right here on my chest. So, yeah, I remember that. That game was pretty good. I thought I told my brother. I said, I'm guessing. I go if I have to guess. Um, one of one of the games that I remember you guys going down and then winning was you guys went away to Colorado and you guys I don't remember the score but you guys were down at half and I think I remember hearing Bruce uh give an interview at halftime and he was like we're gonna lose like this is this is ridiculous like I don't know what we're doing and then you guys came back and then I think it was like either three to two or four to three you guys won. And I was like, oh, shit. I, I remember that game as a fan. Um, that was pretty memorable to me. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was not important. I just remember all the games that we were winning and ended up losing, like, against San Jose, like, in San Jose, too. Somehow, we'd be winning every freaking game, and they would come back at the end and do their long balls and just flick on from Alan Gordon, Stephen Linhart. Somehow Wando was always open in the box. Uh, yeah, I just remember those those games. My brother also wanted to ask, I think this is the last one. Um, yes. Is there was there a point in your life going from being a kid playing soccer to becoming a professional soccer player? Was there anything that stood out to you? in your road to becoming a professional soccer player that you said that something happened and you were like, I can, I can do this. Like, I, I know I'm going to do this. I can do this. To be fair. No, man, I was, I was always living in the moment. Um, and the fact that I was never looking ahead, like I had no idea I was going to be a professional soccer player until literally I got drafted and I was like, Oh man, this is, this is real because yeah. I was always living in the moment, just doing whatever I could, whether it was club soccer. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting anything to come out of club soccer, but we were one of the best teams in the nation. Ended up getting quite a few looks from top teams and um, chose Maryland because it was close to home. But then obviously being a starter for uh, how long I was there for, um, being the only player to start and win two national championships there, like, those are like memories that are cool to look back on. Um, but I, at no point was I like, man, I'm about to make it. Yeah. Um, yeah I was just enjoying uh, every little step of the way and um, didn't realize it until it happened. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Is there a, is there a particular player that you've played against that you, found to be a nuisance or you didn't like them for lack of a better word didn't like them because they were an asshole or because they were just good how about what player was good where you're like oh, i don't like him and then what player was an asshole where you're like ah oh, fuck that guy what player was good and i didn't like him man i think uh when I had first come into the league, Steve Zakawani was oh 
he was a number one pick that year, but you know, he was both he played for Sounders, right? Yeah, he was both technically good and fast. And like back then in MLS, like you were either one of the two. You weren't technical and fast, but this guy was technical and fast. And uh he was he was a lot he was tough to handle. Um and then man, I didn't like Linhart, just both San Jose Galaxy days. Um, but he was always just chippy and throwing elbows or whatever it was. And uh, those were always a battle and grinding. I just hated the way San Jose played back then. It was yeah. really just get the ball to their center backs and they just dump the ball in the air and then uh, fight for second balls, third balls. And uh, it was, it was, it was ugly, but uh, it was effective, I guess uh, when they had the bash brothers up top. So, so what, now that you're away from the game, what's your, do you have like, do you want to coach? Do you want to eventually be a head coach for an MLS team? Like, do you, do you see yourself going down that path? Not, not, not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's because when I think about what I want to do post playing career, it's like the first one is I want to be stable. Second one is I got to be able to support my family. Third one is I'm not trying to sit at a desk all day. Yeah. Uh, um, so like coaching is very unstable. Like you have one bad year, you might not even make it a whole year, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and for a guy like myself, who's just starting out, just got his B license. Like I'm also not at the age where I can, kind of start from my the bottom and work my way up in the in the ladder. Like you know, that would take years. Um I have friends who started coaching right when they left college and they just got their first head coaching job. And that's 14 years ago. So uh, that's just not what I'm I'm looking to do for my family. I want to be stable. I want the next move to be kind of the last move for a lot of years. Like I'm yeah. thinking 10 years or until uh, my kids can go through school and um, just because what Noel's been in four different states now and her seven years, Alexi's been uh, in three in her four years. Um, and now Colette has been in two different states um, in, in her two years. So yeah. I just want to be somewhere where it's stable uh, and I can support them and, coaching doesn't allow that you don't there's not enough money uh in that to be able to support my family the way i would want and need to um yeah and then you add in the hours uh yeah it's not a nine to five but it's it's a you're doing work at home yeah late at night watching videos cutting videos making powerpoints whatever it is to get ready for uh the next day so um you know the travel is long and, and all that so yeah i think um, i think to be a head coach Again, from the outside, when I see it, um, I mean, I, I would think that it's it's comparable to being a professional athlete and more. Because like you said, there's a lot of things as a head coach that you have to do. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought about coaching. And um, I think the coaches, our coaches anyways, get there at like 6, 6.30 in the morning. And they go home at like 4-ish, whatever it may be. But um you know, I was looking into a, the academy coaching here, and the academies train at night. So, oh, okay. coaches get in at eleven a.m. 
meetings at 12, but then they don't train until 5.30. So, uh, and then some of them coach two teams, so they don't get out of there until 8.30, 9 o'clock. It's like, I wouldn't see my kids all day. Like, I'd yeah. literally wake up in the morning with them, send them off to school, and then uh, have to leave and go to work. And then I wouldn't see them the entire day until the next morning. It's just not what I'm trying to do and miss the weekends and being able to travel. I've, I've done all that for the last 14 years. Like I've missed out on a lot of things, just being able to go camping uh, with them, yeah. being whatever it is. I want to be able to do that. And coaching doesn't allow, allow for that. Would you ever, if, if somebody were to approach you to have a broadcasting job, not necessarily to do it long term, but like if they go, hey, why don't you come call call this game for us? Would you ever do that? Yeah, I think if it was the right situation, man. But I think that is a really tough job to do. <laughs> uh, broadcasting, and I've read something else. Uh, maybe it was an NFL player, like saying, like I don't know how these ex NFL players can sit here and trash on current. NFL players because they were in their same shoes. They know how tough the game is. Like, yeah, you have to do that as a broadcaster. You have to kind of give a real honest opinion. And if someone's not having a good game, you got to call them out. But at the same time, you're like, man, like that, that was once me, uh, I've had bad games and um, it, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel right. And uh, that's just not something I want to do. When I see, when I've seen some of the ex-soccer players when they're calling games and they they say things like that, I've always wondered to myself, like, how could how could they sit there? And I mean, some of these guys go in hard on some of these players, and I'm like, hey, do you not remember when you were playing and you had, yeah, like, like but I know, I know it's 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 part of it's part of the job. Like, nobody's gonna call a game and go, uh, I think all these guys are perfect. There's yeah. there's there's nothing wrong in my book. So I mean. I understand what, what, well, I, I think not, I understand. I think I understand what goes into that. So, yeah. Hey man, I want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast again. Um, thank you for making it on the 69th episode. Yes. And, uh, good luck with everything. Um, can't wait to go visit you guys at some point and uh, have you guys see our little guy. He's just, dude, he's growing so fast. Crazy. He already has, what, four teeth and he has one coming in? Insane. Like now when he laughs, like you see his front teeth. And he's yeah, like, yeah, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah. It's dope. It's dope. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. And um, good luck with everything. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right.